Welcome to the Fort Bragg PWOC podcast. Today, I get to have a very wise woman of God join me on the podcast. Her name is Sharon Grins. She was an army brat. She's been an army wife for 17 years. She has two kids that she homeschools. She has been part of Fort Bragg PWOC for about six years. This year, she has co-taught the Acts study, and the Lord has been in her heart since she was about five years old. Join us as she walks us through Psalm 37.3, teaching us how to trust, dwell, and cultivate. Well, hello. My name is Sharon Grenz. Thank you so much for welcoming me me into your space, wherever you're listening to me from. Uh, Probably not exactly where you anticipated being right now, which leads me to the question of where are you supposed to be right now? Well, I'm supposed to be in Paris, France walking down a Parisian street, holding hands with my husband. Um, But alas, I am not. (laughs) We were, the kids and I, were supposed to rendezvous with Mike in Paris um, just for a few weeks during his deployment. And uh, because of all the situation that's come about, they have canceled our plane tickets. So uh, he has been gone a lot. So of course, we were really looking forward to this. Uh, When I say he's been gone a lot, I'm not exaggerating by saying a lot um, over our last 17 years, or over our 17 years of marriage, but especially so uh, within this last six years with the current unit um, that he's in. But we've managed to stay geographically together as much as possible, trying to be a family under one roof. Um, But again, just due to global, current global concerns, he is on lockdown and now we are as well. Uh, here in the States. So this is literally not where I'm supposed to be right now. And now this is just a small and current example of the many times in life that I have felt like I'm not where I'm supposed to be. Well, how about you? Where are you supposed to be right now? Uh, Are you really supposed to be up to your elbows in math worksheets and science experiments, separated from your family, separated from your paycheck? How about beyond the current pandemic to life in general? Are you really supposed to be in a marriage that's short on love and respect? Um, Are you really supposed to be dealing with a currently estranged child? Are you really supposed to be standing there holding a cancer diagnosis in your hand? Do you feel like surely I am supposed to be anywhere but where I am? right now. Now, perhaps you've painted yourself into a corner uh, that God never intended for you to be in, and that's a conversation for another day. But today, what God wants you to see is that if he has allowed you to be in a particular place, you're not to kick against it, but you are to accept it and flourish. Psalm 37.3 says, trust in the Lord and do good dwell in the land, and cultivate faithfulness. So here, God doesn't say that he's going to remove you from difficult soil. He gives us work to do in the form of three actions right where we are. To trust, dwell, and cultivate. Trust, 
dwell, and cultivate. Now, anybody who knows me knows that I really, really, really like words a lot, and I really, really, really like to know what they mean. So what did I do? Of course, I went and looked up these three words. So trust is defined as assured reliance on the character, ability, strength, or truth of someone or something. We must have assured reliance on the character, the ability, the strength, and the truth of God, or we will wither rather than flourish. We have to believe him. We must trust him when he says, I will never fail you, nor leave you, nor forsake you in Deuteronomy 31. We have to trust and believe him when he says, I will liberally supply or fill until full your every need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus in Philippians 4, 9. We must believe and we must trust when he says that we can know with great confidence that God who is deeply concerned about us causes all things to work together to good, for good, to those who are called according to his plan and purpose in Romans 8. And we just, we must trust him. Trust him about who he says he is, and trust him about what he says about our welfare. And we must trust the fact that God is not surprised. It's okay if we are, but it's not okay if we think that God has been taken by surprise by anything that has occurred. He has the plan, and that plan is good. And we can trust that even though we don't know, he knows, and it's good. So we trust. The second thing we do is we dwell. Dwell means to remain for a time. So sometimes I think the best way to define or understand a word is to look at the antonyms or the opposite words. So the antonyms for dwell are bail out. This is a good one for military folk. Bug out, depart, leave, move, pack up, quit, shove off, take off, vamoose. I always think bug out. That makes me think of MASH, which is uh, one of the favorite shows of Mike and I to watch. And in it, they're always ready. They've got their duffel bags right there. They've got their boots on. Their tents can easily be collapsed at a moment's notice. They can bug out as soon as they need to. Well, when we dwell, we are not ready to bug out at a moment's notice. When we dwell, we don't keep a bag packed ready to take off. We're not ready to bug out. We set up camp. The important part to remember about this dwelling part, um, especially if it's dwelling in a land that we don't want to be in, is the for a time part. Dwell means to remain for a time. Our home is in eternity with God. Um, so ultimately, our 100 years on earth is just a temporary dwelling. In addition to that, the various places that he brings us to and the various seasons of life he places us in, those are indeed themselves temporary as well. We are to remain for a time determined by him where he places us. And it's up to us as to how we dwell, <clears throat> excuse me, what we do with the dwelling time in and of itself. And so he gives us that next action, which is to cultivate. So we trust, we dwell, and we cultivate. Cultivate means to prepare and prepare to prepare or prepare and use for the raisings of crops. 
Um, it also means to loosen or break up soil, to foster the growth of, to improve by labor, care, or study, to refine, to cultivate the mind, to further, to encourage. So we can't control what soil God places us in, but we sure can control what crop we plant. Will we sow seeds of bitterness or will we sow seeds of faithfulness and joy? You can't plant both because one will inevitably choke out the other one. And quite often, it's always the one that we don't want to overtake that does in fact overwhelm and take over. So what will we choose to plant? And will our field lie barren and empty? Or will it spring forth with life that will nourish others? How do we do this though? Well, two things. One, we get in his word. His word teaches and it comforts. How can we know what his character is so that we can trust in it unless we know what he says about his character? How can we build up a treasury of encouragement to help us till that hard, rocky soil unless we go to the ultimate author of encouragement? Facebook and Twitter will not do it for us. Your father longs to tell you things like in Psalm 56, he has taken account of your wanderings and collects your tears in a bottle and records them in his book. He sees you. He wants to tell you to cast your burden on him, to release it to him, and he will sustain and uphold you. He will never allow the righteous to slip, to fall, to fail. Psalm 55. And he wants to tell you that as you trust and do good, don't grow weary in doing good because you'll reap a harvest at the proper time if you don't give up. Galatians 6, 9. So we have to get in his word and we've got to get on our knees and pray. It also teaches and comforts as well. Assume the posture of the farmer down on your knees, ready to get in the soil and ready to get to work. Assume the posture of the servant, bowed down before the master, submissive and ready to take whatever the good master deems appropriate. Talk to him and listen to him. The comforter, he promises, God promises the comforter, the Holy Spirit will give you a peace, a nourishing peace that passes all understanding, Philippians 4, 7. So we trust and we do good. We dwell where he's placed us and we cultivate faithfulness. So of course, I've been thinking a lot about flying, <laughs> flying to Paris. <laughs> and I was picturing landing in Paris and it kind of struck me, you know, when we get off of a plane or when our plane touches down, we don't look out the window to make sure that the surroundings and the name of the airport match the destination that we thought we were going to. Do we check out the window to make sure we landed where we were supposed to? Of course not. We trust that the pilot took us where we were supposed to go. And while on the journey, we recline back, hopefully put our time to good use. And while on the journey, um, we didn't try to jump out of the plane and go on to another one that might be headed to a better destination than where we are currently going. We trust, we remain, and we prepare just like where we are right now. 
we trust, we dwell, and we cultivate. We trust the God who placed us here, and we do good. We dwell where he has lovingly, yes, lovingly allowed us to be. And we cultivate faithfulness when our time of dwelling is finished, and it is going to come to an end. We want to have cultivated a crop of faithfulness to him. So what this all really boils down to is patience. Patience is not waiting. Patience is how we wait. What a great encouragement God has given us from his word in Psalm 37, which also ties in beautifully with our theme for Fort Bragg PWOC this year of clothing ourselves with Christ. Colossians 3.12 reads, So as God's own chosen people, who are holy, set apart, sanctified for his purpose, and well-beloved by God himself, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, which has the power to endure whatever injustice or unpleasantness comes with good temper. One of my favorite ways to talk to the Lord while I trust and dwell and cultivate is to pray his words right back to him. So if you'll allow me now, I would like to pray over us um, the context scripture, Psalms 37, 3 through 9, and also Colossians 3, 12. So would you please join me? as I pray. Oh Lord, you are good. And Lord, you are trustworthy. And you are yourself so faithful. Father, how often we lose sight of that. How often we choose to focus on everything around us other than your wonderful character that has been proven over and over again. We thank you that you are with us, that you do have a good plan. And I ask now, Lord, that you would hear our prayer, Father, that you would help us as we trust in you and do good, as we dwell in this land and cultivate faithfulness. Lord, cause us to delight ourselves in you, we know that you will give us the desires of our heart. We commit our way to you, Lord. We trust you. We know that you will do good. We know that you will bring forth righteousness as the light and judgment as the noonday. So, Lord, we rest in you and we wait patiently for you. Help us not to fret. Oh, Lord, help us not to fret because of people who prosper in their way that is not of you. Help us to cease from anger, to forsake wrath. And again, keep us from fretting, Lord, because it leads only to evil doing. And we know that evildoers will be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord will inherit the land. Oh, praise you, Lord. So Lord, because we are your chosen people, who are holy and set apart for your purpose and well beloved by you. I ask that you help us as we put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Patience which has the power to endure whatever injustice or unpleasantness comes with good temper. 
Lord, help us as we trust and do good, as we dwell, and as we cultivate faithfulness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hi, thank you for listening to Protestant Women of the Chapel, Fort Bragg. We are workers together for Christ. If you've been inspired, please share our podcast with those who could use a good word.